Look deep, deep into my eyes. You are witnessing a demonstration of the awesome power of the human mind. The unlimited potential of total concentration. My mind is totally focused, able to maintain absolute and utter control. A mind such as this is a powerful force. It could even rule the world. Hey! Huh? You're listening to PT Pop on a Mind Revolution, leading you out of the rabbit hole. Hey there, everybody. PT Pop here with all four lobes of my brain securely bound behind my back. And welcome to another episode of PT Pop, a Mind Revolution, where I lead you out of the rabbit hole, one grain of truth at a time. Thanks for downloading me. Today is going to be a really awesome episode. Today I'm going to be analyzing a scene from a movie. The movie is called Network. It's a movie that was released in 1976. And today I'm going to be taking a look at a performance by actor Peter Finch as he plays the the character Howard Beale on the movie Network. Before I get to that, let me do some shameless self-promotion. In my upcoming episodes, I'm going to have an awesome interview with an author. I'm going to be interviewing author Brian Tuohy. And Brian Tuohy is the author of a variety of books. I'll be talking to him about the book, The Fix is In. And The Fix is In is, I'm almost done reading it, but it's been a great book to read. And it basically talks about the manipulation of professional sports here in the United States the showbiz manipulation, and the possible rigging of outcomes of a variety of games, if not all the games. And this goes right along with my theme here in this show that, you know, everything is not as you think it is. And uh, this guy is great. Brian's Brian's been in communication with me about the... About the um, interview. It's going to be a great interview. I'm really excited about it. And check check out his his page. He's got a bunch of books. He's the author of seven different books, including The Fix Is In, The Fix Is Still In, Disaster Government, A Season on the Abyss, Nexus, and he's just very informative, very knowledgeable, very really really intelligent guy. But today what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be taking a look at a, at a scene from a film called Network. And what I want to do is analyze this scene and relate it to TV today. Because what Peter Finch is portraying here is a character by the name of Howard Beale, who was a TV personality on a TV network. And... He's come to all these realizations that the very medium that he's on is a lie. And the very network that he works for is a lie. But he has these revelations live on camera, but the network is using him to get better ratings. So it's kind of biting him in the, in the ass. But he t- in this scene, he talks about the tube. And the tube he's referring to is the television tube or the TV tube. Because before there were flat screen TVs, TV sets had these big, fat cathode ray tubes in them. And they were big monstrosities. Like if you had a console TV set, one that sat on the floor and four legs, and the tube 
would be, you know, 32 inches diagonal and it would be big and thick. And it was about this thick through, through the back of the console. And, it, and these things weighed a ton. So that's what he's talking about when he's talking about the tube. But I'm going to talk about this scene as he goes on with it and comment on how it relates to everything in, to, in today's, today's world and today's medium. Just a moment here. We'll get him blowed up good. There he is. All right, here we go. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome goddamn force in the whole godless world. And woe is us if it ever falls into the hands of the wrong people. And when the 12th largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be peddled for truth on this network? What shit will be peddled on this network. And he's talking about a major company that owns this network. So you listen to me. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're now, if you... Listen to what he's saying. The words he is using portray today's world as well. And this movie was written by Patty Chayesky. And Patty Chayesky directed and It was written, uh, directed by uh, Sidney Lumet and Petty Ch and written by Chandy Ch Chayefsky. Now, if you think about this, think about for a moment what he's saying here. He's talking about how it's all fake. You know, it's all acrobats and jugglers and circus players. It's all fake, and that's exactly what it is today, to this very day. This movie is from 1976. <laughs> So this movie is, is very old, but the author who wrote the screenplay is making a statement of truth, even though it's in a satire, you know, a satire a feature film. But if you listen to what this guy is saying in his words he's writing, he's very privy to how TV's a lie. In the bottom-killing business. So if you want the truth, go to God, go to your gurus, go to yourselves, because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. <laughs> that's just what I've been saying. I've been saying all along, all we have is each other. That's all I've, I've been saying for two and a half years on this, on this podcast when I started it, is that the only thing that matters and the only people that matter are you and I, because the corporations don't care about us. They just care what's in our pocketbook. They just care what's in our bank account. They don't care about our minds. They want our minds, but they don't care about them. They want to use them and throw them aside. If you want truth, you've got to find it within yourself. Go to your God. Go to your neighborhoods. Go to your, you know, 
your brothers, your sisters, your moms, your dads, that's the truth. What you see in TV, what you see in Hollywood, what you see in Hollywood movies is not the truth. But man, you're never going to get any truth from us. We'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. We'll tell you that uh, Kojak always gets the killer and that nobody ever gets cancer in Archie Bunker's house. And no matter how much trouble the hero is in, don't worry, just look at your watch. At the end of the hour, he's going to win. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. He's right. I mean, think about it. Think about each and every one of us. We dress like the tube. We dress how they tell us to dress, based on what we see in TV shows and movies, what Oprah tells us. You know, they, they, they tell us what cars to drive, what cigarettes to smoke, what beer to drink. They tell us where to live and what's going to make us happy. And it's, it's madness. It's just complete madness. And I started to see through this years ago, years ago, in 2006, is when I started to wake up to it. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. So there you have it. I think it's a powerful performance. And I think it's a powerful message. And I don't know what the reaction to this film was at the time. Because when this movie was released, I was, excuse me, I was 10 years old. And I didn't see this movie. And I think if it was on TV, you know, my parents were watching it and I didn't pay attention to it. But now as a 56-year-old man, I can tell you, that the very message in this film is very powerful and very true. You and I are the truth. The guy or the gal sitting next to you is, is the truth. What you see on TV, what you see in movies is a complete lie. It's all an illusion. And I'll give you an example of this. Today, my wife and I went to see Top Gun, the sequel to the 1980s or 90s movie. And we got to the theater, and we sat down 20 minutes before the beginning of the film. And for 20 minutes, they bombarded us with probably 100 commercials. Most of them were for travel agencies, like Travelocity.com and all those places, and soda commercials. It was soda and travel, and soda and travel. And they kept showing us how happy you could be if you could travel to the sunny place in the summertime and spend your time and your money with your family in some far off, uh, some far off land. And then just before the film started, they hit us with a barrage of movie trailers. So you're, we were there for a good half an hour before the film 
they even got close to starting the film. And he hit us with a whole avalanche of illusions about advertisements, how you can be happy, how you can have whiter teeth, how you can quench your thirst, you know, how you can have sweeter candy, how you can have uh, better breath, all this stuff. And then right before the film started, Top Gun started, there's, there's Tom Cruise sitting, just a square shot, medium, medium tight shot on him. And he's, he's not in character. He's like, hi, everybody. Thanks for coming to see Top Gun. We uh, did everything we could to make this as entertaining as possible for you. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for coming. You know, bye. It was about that long. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh what a bunch of horseshit that is. I mean, why, why do they have the star of the movie thanking us for coming? Is it because COVID drove everyone away from the theaters and most theaters are gone or don't even, I mean, there was like, we're there on a Sunday morning to see this film. And there was only 20 people in the theater at the most 30. There's no way they can afford to keep these theaters open anymore because everyone's afraid to go out in the movie theaters. They're trying to get all the movies onto Paramount streaming services or onto Disney streaming or Netflix. So it was a whole giant barrage of, 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 of propaganda. And then the movie itself was just rubbish. I mean, I never saw the first Top Gun. But the movie itself was rubbish. It was this story of, of Tom Cruise, who's still a captain, even though he's been in the air, uh, the Navy for 30, over 30 years. And they wanted him to train these new recruits or these new pilots to go fly in this real dangerous mission in the mountains of some far-off land to blow up a, a uranium test site or something like that. And they're taking F-18s through this long, narrow mountain corridor to, to, to go blow up, a, you know, a uranium processing plant or something. And, you know, the, the, the odds are against them that no one's going to come out alive because there's air defense systems and there's, um, what do you call them, fifth-generation jets, stealth jets that can provide cover for this plant. And they're, they're up against these odds. And it's just a giant pile of romanticized bullshit. And they're, they're flying these F-18s at the end of the film at like Mach 9. Now, I'm not a pilot, but I know a little bit about military aircraft. And the F-18, I don't think it's meant to go Mach 9. I don't think it's designed to go that fast. And I don't think it's structurally built to go that fast. And, and through the entire movie, I'm thinking to myself, why don't they just shoot a couple of cruise missiles down this long, cavernous mountain path to the nuclear site and blow it up? And that's what they would do in reality. I don't think they would sacrifice when they send down their four or six F-18 fighters. Or why send F-18s when you got the F, what is the F-32 Raptor, which is, you know, it can evade radar and it flies like crazy fast. So the whole movie was just like bullshit, and I had a hard time really watching it because it's different seeing a film as a grown man compared to when you see it as a kid. When you see things as a kid, you want to believe. You live in a fantasy world. I lived in a fantasy world probably till I was about 40. I really did, and I think most of us do. I think most of us, especially in, in Western culture, we live in a fantasy world that's fueled by television and Hollywood movies and books and pornography, cigarettes and booze and pot and, and drugs. And they want to keep us dope. They want to keep us, you know, 
you know, humble, fat, and stupid. So we don't question anything. So there's no uprising. So nobody questions what's going on. And I was much like that until I was about 40 years old. And then I woke up and I went, oh, no. Now I'm going to play a scene for you from a movie starring Catherine Hepburn and Jimmy Stewart called The Philadelphia Story. Now, this scene, I think, is the, the epitome of schmaltz. Horizon just gave us and all a brand new... I, I, know, I know where else you want to call it. Let me get this queued up here, get through the commercials iPhone 13. We've been customers for years. We got We've iPhone 13 too. Switched two minutes ago, literally right before this. Now everyone can get a new iPhone 13 on us. On Yay! New iPhone 13. For every customer, current, new, everyone, to show them. Everyone. Ah. Tracy. What are you want? Okay, so this is a scene starring Catherine Hepburn and Jimmy Stewart from a movie called Philadelphia Story, and it's from 1940. And this is before the war started. Jimmy Stewart was a major star. And when I was a kid, I would see movies like this with Cary Grant, with Jimmy Stewart, with all the big stars, even, you know, uh, up to including Tom Hanks and like Sleepless in Seattle and all these romanticized movies. And this is how I learned about love. So for myself, I believe that if you brought a woman a bouquet of roses and you took her to dinner, she would fall in love with you. Because I'd seen it in the movies. And I was dating this young lady named Marie when I was, I don't know, 18 or something. And uh, I was home on college break or something like that, and I saw her, and I I brought her some roses. And I remember we're in my car, and I gave them to her, and she's like, oh, well, thanks. I said, well, don't you like them? And she goes, well, you, you really think it's all that, but giving me roses, don't you? And I was like, well, you fucking bitch, you know. I mean, she just thought, she thought it was amusing that I thought it would it would woo her in some way, and it didn't. And she was just you know an absolute bitch to me. But my point is, is that I would do this to all the women I did. I I bring them flowers. I take them to dinner. I treat them well. I was always the chivalrous, chivalrous nice guy. They thought you know you had to be nice to women to to. Um, Woo them to get them fall in love with you. So this scene in Philadelphia story is the epitome of schmaltz and things that I grew up watching, and and how I thought you could woo a woman with words. And this is pretty interesting. Let me get this queued up. Tracy. What do you want? You're wonderful. (laughs) There's a magnificence in you, Tracy. Now, I'm getting self-conscious. It's funny, I... Mike, that's... Yeah. I don't know. Go up, I guess. It's... Nate. The magnificence that comes out of your eyes and your voice and the way you stand there and the way you walk. Can, can you imagine 
If I had said this is somebody who's so Marie, there's a magnificence to you. There, there, there's a there's a radiance that comes out of your your about hole and, and your eyes and your ear holes and ah, you know, oh my God, who talks like this in real life? You're lit from within, Tracy. You're lit from within. Oh, she must have had a lot of Mexican food. You've got fires banked down in you. Bang down in you. Fire's banging down in you. Oh. Hearth fires. Hearth fires. Holocaust. 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 He throws his head back. Such drama. <laughs> I don't seem to be made of bronze. I don't seem to be made of bronze. That's how all women think. Oh, my God, he must think I'm made of bronze. No, you're made out of flesh and blood. That's the blank, unholy surprise of it. Why, you're the golden girl, Tracy. Full of life and warmth and delight. I think Jimmy's getting aroused. Well, what goes on? You've got tears in your eyes. Shut up, shut up. Oh, Mike, keep talking, keep talking. Shut up, shut up. Oh, keep talking, keep talking. I think she's a bit moist. Can you talk, will you? No, no, I... I've stopped. I think he relieved himself. <laughs> Premature uh, enunciation there. Has your mind taken hold again, dear professor? Good thing, don't you? Don't you agree? No, professor. All right, lay off that professor stuff now. Do you hear me? Yes, professor. It's really all I am to you, is it? Of course, professor. Are you sure? Well, Kiss me, Catherine. Why, uh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Me Too movement uh, back then. Kiss me! He doesn't even ask her. He just shoves his tongue down his throat. She just melts in his arms. Golly. Golly? Mr. Connor, Mr. Connor. Let me tell you something, No, don't Tracy. go all of a sudden. I've got the shakes. It can't be anything like love, can it? No, no, it mustn't be. It can't. Would it be inconvenient? Terribly. Anyway, I know it isn't. Oh, Mike, we're out of our minds. We're right into our hearts. That ought to have music. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Oh, Tracy, you're so as if my insteps were melting away. It's as if my insteps were melting away. Any sexual innuendos there? What is it? Have I got feet of clay or something? Tracy. It's not part of the pool. It's just over the lawn and in the birch grove. It'll be lovely now. Tracy, you're tremendous. Put me in your pocket, Mike. Put me in your pocket, Mike? What the hell does that mean? So, there you have it. There, there, there. There you have it.
so this is the kind of stuff that I grew up with as a kid, you know, watching this stuff on the Sunday afternoon movie when it was too uh, cold and rainy to go outside here in Ohio, and I'd watch this stuff on TV when my mom and dad were in the living room, drunk out of their minds, laying on the floor, passed out. And I believed that what I saw in movies was real. I mean, I knew that I knew that the people weren't real, but I I believe this is how you you approach romance. So I was like this diehard romant romantic when I was dating before I got married, and um, I never quite got the response that I thought I would get. And the women that did respond to it favorably, um, a lot of them seemed kind of like a little bit off their rocker, <laughs> you know. Because think about it, I mean, if you, if you talk to a woman like that and you, 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 you sweet talk them and give them roses and they're like, oh, oh, Michael, put me in your pocket. It's as if my insteps are melting. There's got to be something a little bit screwy with them. That's what I found. And, you know, you can't just fall in love because somebody tells you you're amazing. You've got hearth fires glowing within you. <laughs> So the whole point here to this podcast, this is going to be a short one today, is that the media is a lie. Whether it's Hollywood movies or it's television or it's the internet, a lot of what you see on the internet is a complete lie. Like I watch a channel um, about Cheap RV Living by Bob Wells. Let's look it up here. Cheap RV Living. Now, I'm not saying Bob Wells. I'm not saying this guy's a liar. But he's got a channel where he talks about how to kind of toss it all aside, quit your job, and go live in your car. And he's got all kinds of neat tools on how to do it, you know, solar panel power generators and portable toilets and sinks and how to convert your van. And he's got all these different people that, you know, live in their cars, which is great, but they don't show the downside of it. They don't, they don't go into the, you know, the, the how hard it is to stay warm in the cold weather, how hard it is to stay um, cool in the hot weather. Cause th this is primarily they spend their winters down in the southwestern United States and like in the deserts of New Mexico and Arizona. Then when it gets hot, I think I think a lot of people go up to like Montana and stuff, go up north into the mountains or to northern Arizona. But it's really no cooler in northern Arizona. But my point being is it's all romanticized. And there's a lot of people on YouTube to talk about living in their van or not living in their van, but living in their car. Some people converted Toyota Priuses to vans or to campers. They've converted Toyota Corollas. They've converted Honda Accords. They've converted Chevy conversion vans into campers. And they've got all these things. They've got clothes and dishes and stuff. And it's in most of these videos you see, it's not people my age. Most of the videos I see are sweet young things. A lot of young women in their early you know, mid twenties to early thirties that are out driving around the Southwest United States, allegedly having the time of their life. They, they, these are like beautiful. Some of these women are gorgeous and you, you watch it and it's like, what, <laughs> you know, what's wrong with this person? Why are they just, why at the age of 25 would you just hawk everything? Just 
you know, go off and live in the desert. Um, is it really that much fun? Like I saw this beautiful young Asian lady, she's living in her van and she had a mouse in her van and it was driving her crazy because you could hear it, hear its feet pitter pattering all over her van at night when she was trying to sleep. But I mean, there's got to be so many things you've got to think about before you do this. I mean, the security, safety, where you're going to go, where you're going to sleep. I found one lady in this, in this thing. She's driving all over trying to find some place to sleep at night because you used to be able to sleep in Walmart parking lots and Cracker Barrel parking lots. But these corporations are cracking down on it probably because it's bringing a bunch of riffraff in the store. The point being, it's all romanticized. They make it look better than it really is. And nothing, yeah, I mean, how good could it really be to live in your car? I mean, at my age of 56, I, I can't even imagine trying to go to the bathroom in my car. You're going to have a, you'd have to have a bucket. They've shown these guys have like 20 gallon buckets with padding around the rim and they sit on the bucket inside their car and they pee and they boop. I can't do that. I mean, I, I mean, at my age, it sometimes takes me 20 minutes to take a leak because I've got, you know, prostate issues. So I'd have to sit in my car. You know, in the back seat of my Subaru with my butt hanging off the back seat into a bucket with my head pushed up against the seat and going, okay, oh my God, gotta go. it's almost there. You know, I don't think so. Not unless I had to, not unless the end, end times came and Uncle Pootie invaded the United States and we had to leave our house and go off in the country. <laughs> it's the only way I could really force myself to do it. Or if I was on a road trip and I was just driving somewhere and, and I had a final destination. But the overall thing is that most of what you see on the internet, on TV, and the TV and the news, is it's all a lie. It's all illusions. It's all circus jugglers and circus acts and freak shows. We've got a channel here in Cleveland. The NBC affiliate, which is Channel 3, WKYC Channel 3. And their news broadcast starts, there's a 5 o'clock news hour. And it's really just a folksy, hey, everybody, this is Cleveland today. And, hey, the lake's looking good today. There's a nice stiff, stiff, stiff breeze coming off out of the southwest and you know, the northwest. And, I don't know, the perch in the lake are just singing happy songs and we're all having a good time. And there's a bunch of people on these shows that are just happy. They're folksy. Hey, everybody, everything's just okay today. Nice weather. Cleveland Indians are playing tonight at 6 and. And it goes on and on and on like this. And uh, then then the regular news comes on. But throughout the whole time, they emphasize the weather. This station has five weather people. Five weather people. Why you need five weather people to tell the story of the weather, I do not know. And they've got this guy named Jay Crawford, and they've got Betsy Kling. And the only reason we watch Channel 3 is because of the sportscaster named Jim Donovan, who's the voice of the Cleveland Browns on local radio station here and he's awesome but for the for the rest of it for the rest of them they're just too folksy and everything's just good and everything's great and then six o'clock six o'clock comes around and Betsy Betsy Kling Betsy Kling comes on and she's usually either the weather person or she's co-hosted with uh Jake not Jay Crawford but um I can't think of the man's name he's an he's an, an anchor that's been on channel three for like 30 years but it's just too folksy. And then they go into COVID and they go all this. It's, it's all baloney. It's all designed. It's all run by a corporation. This is here are the stories you got to push. 
And here's how you got to push them. We're going to talk about COVID. We're going to talk about gun laws. We're going to talk about the economy. They don't ever talk about the Ukrainian war. They don't really push the economy too much. It's all weather and gun laws and shootings and all this stuff. So that's my basic story today is if, if you watch this movie network, you get to see a tremendous performance. Um, you'll get to see a tremendous performance by Peter Finch. And you'll get to see some really great, great messages there about the media. But it's all bullshit. And this, that's the basic theme of my channel is everything that you see that's got a corporation behind it. There's billions of dollars being pushed to get a message, to get an agenda pushed, to get you to think a certain way. And it's all a lie. The only thing that's real is you and me. All you have is yourself. All we have is each other. And until you realize that, you'll never find peace. We'll never find happiness. Because we keep trying to, to, to achieve the things they want us to achieve. We keep trying to catch the, the carrot that's being dangled in front of us. And, and for some reason, we can just never grasp that carrot. We can never get the brass ring. It's impossible. And if we do happen to grab that carrot, if you do happen to get that 36, 24, 34 wife or the, the Ken doll looking husband who's got the job of the Porsche, you'll find that it's nothing like you think it's going to be. And it's, it's going to become difficult and hard. Not all, not all marriages, but it doesn't matter. They, they sell you a dream of marriage. They sell you an idealized version of what marriage could be, what they want you to believe it is. Your teeth can be whiter if you, you know, use this toothpaste. You can have more women if you drive this car. You know, you can, uh, you can have millions of dollars if you become a professional athlete, even though only very, very few people ever become professional athletes. So all these young men and women are constantly struggling at a very young age to become the athlete or a rock star or a model or an actor. It's part of the American dream. So they want to keep you an illusion. They want to keep you doped, as I've said. With, they keep you doped with sex, religion, and TV. It's, it's the same thing. So that is my episode for today. Thanks for listening. Keep a lookout for my podcast with Brian Tui, author of The Fixes In. That's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm almost done with his book. It's a great book. Go out to Amazon and, and buy it. Uh, he's very... Well, uh, his books are well-written, easy to read, very understandable, and very uh, concise and to the point. So take care. Keep on keeping on. Peace and love. Bye. Listening to PC Pop, a mind revolution, leading you out of the rabbit hole, one grain of truth at a time.